girls receive everything that they can out of this program. So whether they're an elementary girl starting at third grade or they're 12th, 12th graders getting ready to go to college and everyone in between, we want to make sure that they are impacted as they come through the Girls of Excellence program. Okay, great, great. Mm-hmm. So let us know um, a little bit more about what you guys are doing currently in the community. Okay, so we essentially, when we started, um, our mission obviously was in person before COVID. So um, a lot of our activities were uh, school-based programming and events and activities with the girls, outings and such. Um, so in the last year, um, we served more, um, about more than 250 girls in 25 schools across Metro Atlanta. And so once COVID hit and everything shut down, uh, a lot of our mentors remained in contact. So essentially, we recruit mentors to uh, facilitate mentor sessions. Um, typically, uh, in prior in prior in the prior world, um, we did it in school during the school day. We partnered with schools to host those mentor sessions. Um, the mentors come from all over, so I recruit. I cast a wide net for my mentors because I really appreciate what they do, the time that they take. Um, and we wouldn't be, exist without them. So um, mentors, um, I recruit pretty much 24-7. Uh, they come on board, they're trained, they're background checked, and then they facilitate mentoring sessions, typically biweekly, but a lot of them do it weekly. And to build and sustain their relationships with their mentees, it's five girls at a time we work with. So each mentor receives five, five girls to work with for an entire school year. And in most cases, um, mentorship is a lifetime um, commitment, um, even though you may start off as I'm going to do this for a year or maybe two years, um, usually our mentors remain in contact with their girls far beyond the service time that we ask for. So, um, but we do ask for a year commitment. Um, and as a part of our sessions, we uh, do events with the girls, outings, field trips, um, workshops. So we just kind of build a comprehensive program so that we can touch them in many ways. So we focus on community service, personal development, and of course the mentoring aspect. But more importantly, we have life skills um, in there as well. And additionally, what I've done is I've created what's called G initiatives. And that further expands our programming um, so that we can touch on, um, for example, Go Money, which is financial literacy for our girls. We have Ready, Set, Go, which is all about preparation. So interviewing skills, resume writing, preparing them for college, those types of facilitated workshops that um, give them the tools that they need to get to get started and be prepared for their next next journey. Um, we also have Go Tech, where we look to those, those tech entrepreneurs or those that have careers in tech to talk to our girls about those um, opportunities that may be presented, whether they go to college, four years, two years, or they decide to do certification. Uh, and technology, they'll be well informed as to what that means for them and what kind of career they can build out of it. Um, next, we have our go-getter, a uh, personal favorite of mine because I consider myself a go-getter. All um, right. <laughs> but this is all about entrepreneurship, going after what you want, building your personal your personal brand, um, how you present yourself. Um, so that all falls under go-getter. And then th- new this year, um, I wanted to have more conversations with successful women in the community, whether they're entrepreneurs or community leaders or, you know, 
successful in their own careers. I wanted them to have conversations with our girls just about their personal journey and what it takes um, for them, what it took for them to be successful and how the girls can start thinking about their future, setting some goals, setting some plans on what their next steps are. So I launched um, the Go Girl Talk Success Series. And we launched that about a week ago now. Um, and our first guest was uh, Pinky Cole, who's mm-hmm. the CEO of Slutty Vegan ATL. Yeah. And she did a really, really great job about dropping some really good nuggets for our girls to listen and pay attention to in speaking about her journey and where she where she started, where she's been, um, and where she is today. So wow. glad we established that relationship with her. Yeah. And we'll be doing more with Miss Cole in the future. Um but essentially, we just wrap ourselves around our girls. Um, even in this age of COVID, we've had to pivot because obviously, well, in Atlanta, schools aren't open. Some school districts are open, but very restricted. Right. So our mentors are now um, doing virtual sessions. Okay. And uh, I put together, um, as a part of our website, we have virtual programming. So the girls are able to access resources and information via our website. Um, and it's all just virtual now as opposed to being in person. So hopefully before the end of the school year, we'll be able to really um, connect with our girls physically in person and hang out with them. But until then, we had to create the environment where we still can be as supportive as we can, even though um, we have to be in a virtual world to do so. So um, so it's been, you know, it's been, you know, just a, a switch Mm-hmm. Um, from what we've done in the past and it's you know it's a change and challenging for everyone so right. uh, but I will say uh, with great team and great support and having resources to make this happen I'm really excited that we have really launched in this space because even beyond COVID or when we're able to gather again um, I still would continue to um, build more technology within our program so that we can serve um, girls far beyond the walls of Atlanta Georgia nationally or even globally globally if we can yes um so my goal is just to serve as many girls as i can yeah wonderful wonderful girls excellent so um we are gonna you know continue to talk more about um the girls of excellence and what you guys got going on but i wanted to shout out um my other girl on the line miss charlene how you doing today hey doing good great 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 now, tell us about yourself and, you know, everything that you are doing with Girls of Excellence as well as your nonprofit you was telling me about. Absolutely. So I'm Charlene Anderson Little. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, Westside. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am a graduate of Kennesaw State University. Um, my background is actually in project management. Um, I am also a um, licensed real estate agent, realtor, okay. um, and a, um, a brand new, you know, real estate investor. <laughs> so that's <laughs> another venture of mine. So kind of along the lines of a uh, toy of being that go-getter. Yes. Um, multiple streams of income. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but aside from that, um, in 2019, me and my husband co-founded the Little by Little Foundation. Um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And our mission is to provide financial literacy resources and tools to children ages 8 to 18. Um, in addition to that, we have an annual scholarship. And so that's what we provide um, in partnership with Girls of Excellence. 
Um, the scholarship actually is a little bit different from a traditional four-year or two-year um, school um, scholarship. We focus on girls or even high school seniors, boys or girls, that are focused in going into trade careers. Okay. Um, so whether that be esthetician, um, could be barbering, could be real estate, right. um, it could be uh, plumbing, whatever that looks like. We want to um, focus on those that want that pre-licensing education. Wow. Because um, a lot of kids don't want to go to college. Um, yeah. I went to a four-year school. You did as well. And now we're doing our multiple streams of income, right? Right. So we want to be able to capture those kids a little bit earlier in life that say, hey, I have the skill. I love cutting hair. I love doing hair. I love doing nails. We want to support those goals early on. Um, so we do offer up to $1,000 um, in scholarships so wow. that they can pursue that dream. And so in partnership with Growth of Excellence, um, that's what we uh, focus on. I am a board member. been a board member um, for probably, say, six months, Toya. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been active with the organization for um, a little bit over a year, actually closer to two years now. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's an awesome set of women. Toya is a mentor. <laughs> she has been, like she said, she's a vet in this game, and I'm a novice to this um, nonprofit world. We kind of was like, hey, we want to do a scholarship, and went out and got a 501c3, and it's like, okay, what do we do next? Um, so Girls of Excellence have been um, great role models in that, that sector for sure. Great, great. I know when I, um, you know, I've always followed you. We've known each other for many, many years, and we know each other on a totally different level, but, you know, when I see certain people and when they get a part of a particular organization, I definitely want to know more about it. So I was very, very, like, interested in reaching out to you and saying, look, I see what you got going on. You got your nonprofit. I'm in the nonprofit world just a little bit, but, you know, with my podcast, I always like to talk to different individuals, and help them understand what other people are doing, how they got a part of it, and, you know, just let them know that they can do it too because I knew you back when, like you said, when you was in college, you know, before you was married, you know, and look at you now. Like, it's like you're doing wonderful things. You're giving away money. Look, you blessing people. You know, look, a prayer works. Like, yes, yes, it's better. Hallelujah, for real. It, we used to say, it's better to be what? A lender and not a borrower. So, what, <laughs> and what you're doing is really helping the community, and that's absolutely wonderful. So, I want to know, like, um, Toya, where do you see Girls of Excellence in the next, you know, five to ten years? What do you see for this organization and, you know, where you ladies are going? So, you know, like I mentioned, you know, I want to serve as many girls as I can. So um, in the next five years, we'll definitely be a global organization um, with the virtual platform that I'm building. And I've already started some um, conversation with some uh, sister agencies over in Africa. Okay. Uh, They reached out to me and was just kind of started following us. And, you know, um, it really just starts there, you know, with building relationships. Yes. um, I've always wanted to just be really just that, that, that catalyst for beginning the work. And, you know, my goal is that 
the girls will step up and take over. Um, mm. You know, I want to set everything up. I have no desire to, to be that CEO that won't let go. And, <laughs> you know, I want to make sure that the girls come up and they really get engaged in the organization and find that passion and desire to really serve others. And um, the goal is that they serve in this capacity. So um, ultimately, we'll, we'll start opening chapters across the country mm-hmm. um, where, you know, women like us want to, you know, start their own chapter and their own and we'll support them in that, um, providing resources, information, and just all types of, um, you know, information that will make them successful in their own communities. So building that network, um, and then again, uh, you know, expanding beyond uh, the, the United States themselves. So yeah. the next five to ten years looks really bright. Um, we're well positioned to do that. Uh-huh. And so... Um, you know, 10 years, we'll be serving a million girls, you know, just basically, you know, in different levels, you know, our program would expand to, um, to serve more. Wow. That's wonderful because one thing about your organization is the name Girls of Excellence. It really like identifies with all type of women, you know, Mm -hmm. I would say across the board, you know, nationwide, worldwide, um, I was telling Charlene that I did recently a podcast with the men of excellence. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, it's like God really just was like, wow, girls of excellence. And then I looked you guys up and I was like, these women are official. They really, you know, doing their thing. So I, that's why I said I had to, you know, reach out and be like, can I get you guys on my show too? We need to talk about this nonprofit world. Because a lot of people just don't know. They just think, oh, get into it, get a grant, you know, get a grant right and stuff like, you know, they don't know. They need to know that it's all about giving back and, you know, everything is going to come when it comes. But I, I would say that actually starting the organization and the reason why they're getting into it is the hardest part. But you basically explained, you know, why you started yours and, you know, and you're a girl. So <laughs> it's just wonderful that you are out here, you know, being a mentee and helping other women, you know, with trade and just everything that they need to do to be successful, I would say, in this world. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's uh, you know, I don't want, most people get caught up in the term nonprofit. Um, yes. You can be very successful uh, financially, even running a nonprofit. I think the folks get caught up in kind of the mindset of, oh, it's a nonprofit, so I'm not going to make any money. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I'm still an entrepreneur, nonprofit or for profit. Um, you just have to know how, you got to know how to work the numbers and you have to know how to arrange your business so that you are, um, you know, taken care of in terms of uh, salary and things like that when you're. When you're running a nonprofit, right? Um, but you know, in a prior life, I did um, and still do. Uh, just not as full time as I used to. But I would assist folks with setting up their nonprofits, okay? Having them really develop their mindset around how they could be successful financially and also serve the community. And you'd be surprised how many companies are actually nonprofit organizations. Um, you know, it provides a tax shelter that for profits don't. So. Um, 
you know, it's just like I said, I've been doing it a very long time. So I know, you know, how to uh, explain and kind of, you know, give people the, the kind of the background yeah. information on, on what it means, um, you know, certain, you know, working in the purpose and, and um, building that up. So not hard for me at all, but, you know, we're all striving for excellence in one way or another, you know, it's almost like perfection, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're never really going to get there, but you're going to constantly, you know, push for it, train yourself, educate yourself, invest in yourself. And that's ultimately what I want to show and teach my girls is that, you know, um, you may not want to go to college. It may not be the thing for you, but something has to be the thing for you. Right. That you need to invest in yourself. Yeah. Um, and you presenting yourself well, learning a, something new, reading. <laughs> he said reading. Um, <laughs> reading. You'd be amazed who, who don't read. You right. You right. Um, but it's a lot of things that you know that we as women have learned, you know, on our own journey, especially as black women, um, on what it takes to be successful, and not just for the world, but personally. Right. You know, within your family, within your own business and career, whatever you choose to be. Um, so our program, you know, it's not, you know, forcing one way or the other. We really want to have an individualistic approach. We do group mentoring, but that just provides the peer and, know support that they need to encourage them to be their best but we really kind of encourage girls to find their way and how can we support them in that and so you know giving them the tools because I will say you know everything that I do is patterned off my own experience I remember when I first got to college I got a credit card that I spent (laughs) realized that I had to pay it back hello (laughs) (laughs) had no job right look I have have no job to pay it back. Trust me, I I was the same way. Right, right. um, You know, so things like that, you know, relationships, you know, it's one thing in our community. um, You know, a lot of times just don't pass the information down. That's true. And really put people on and in the loop. Right. You know, so we're missing that in a lot of areas. Or have the outlets to put yeah. it in your in your organization is a perfect outlet because sometimes people want to tell young girls and help young girls but you don't want to just talk to them off the street you would need your type of organization mm-hmm. or something to feel comfortable both ways you know for the young girl and the you know I would say OG to help you know the yeah. you know yeah. the, I, I mean absolutely I mean you know girls get caught up in human trafficking because they don't know you're right. Because they've been coerced and been taken advantage of and manipulated to be in that situation, You're you right. know. You're but right. if they had tools and information um, and support, and a lot of times it's not from family. It's not from the people that are closest to you. It's from, you know, that mentor that you picked up in school that, yes. you know, you can reach out to that may just divert her from getting involved in something like that, you know. Um, so a lot of, you know, ills in our society, that particular particularly affect girls can be avoided if they just had the knowledge and information, you know, um, and had a support person, just even one person can just go a long way. You, you'd be amazed. So, um, you know, I had a great mentor come into my life when I was 22 and, um, 
she's she's still here with me every day, texting wow. me every day. How's things going? We work together. We live together. We travel together. Like, <laughs> um, and you know, I don't know where I would be without her. You know, um, just encouraging me and motivating me. So wow. you come to the situation with all that you bring. You know, your DNA, your experiences, your survival skills, all of that. And you combine that with someone who can really give you some good advice and direction and take you places that you've never been been before, you know, and expose you to things. And it will change the trajectory of your life. That's and true. So that's what happened to me. And um, that's what I want to do for the girls. So wonderful. that's my mission. That's what wakes me up every day because I know it's possible. That is for wonderful. For anyone that's interested in being a mentor, you don't have to be a perfect person. There's so many mentors that we talk to that are blessed by being a blessing and talking to these girls, and they um, somehow, you know, find a healing or, um, you know, some type of just satisfaction within themselves. So I would encourage people that are interested in mentoring to look into it, look into the Girls of Excellence. Um, we do have a, um, a training and background check wow. so that we ensure the safety of our girls and, of course, our mentors as well. Um, but I would encourage people to get involved in that is true. Yeah, that's Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. More people do need to get involved. So I'm glad you said that little spiel because your organization, like I said, is a perfect outlet for people who want to get involved and help others. They can easily do. You know, if you have the right heart and the right mind, this is the type of organization you want to be a part of. So let's, you know, continue our conversation I mean, I don't know if we need to take a break. We really don't because, you know, it's just a simple podcast. Like, it's not like it's three hours, two hours long. But <laughs> let's talk about, you know, blacks, women, nonprofits. I mean, how do you guys, I mean, to, I want to especially know from Toya since she's been in the game for a long time. How do you feel about, you know, blacks and the nonprofit world? Oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, goes back to, you know, the condition of our people has been survival, you know, and so when it comes to philanthropy, which is ultimately what it's called, mm -hmm. um, there is a shortage when you compare it to other, um, you know, other groups that may be engaged um, in giving and volunteering. Um, of course, our, our folks are known through, you know, doing it at church, um, you know, through the church or maybe a local organization. But um, in comparison, the numbers, you know, um, blacks and, and nonprofits or blacks in giving or blacks in volunteering um, are significantly lower than other groups. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is based on our condition. We had to work. We had to you know, provide, take care of. Um, we get the short and, end of the you know, stick sometimes. It seems. Yeah, you know, so volunteering, I mean, that's just some extra, you know, <laughs> you've got to do um, <laughs> that you just don't have time for, you know, because you've got so much other, you know, so many other things to do. So, um, but I will say, you know, in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, um, you know, I have seen a rise in a lot of folks that have started organizations okay. and, um, you know, remain committed because, like I said, I mean, 
you know, some people get caught up in the term nonprofit or like you said earlier, oh, I'm going to get a grant. It's going to be great. No, a grant is restricted funds. It's for whatever you got the grant for. So yeah. you can't say, oh, I got a million dollar grant. And now I got a million dollars in my pocket. No, <laughs> the million dollars is for your organization. Program, right. You know? <laughs> you know, if you built in a salary for yourself, then you'll get a portion of it. But the majority of that grant goes towards the program that you right. said you use the funds for. So, you know, um, you know, the field has widened. It's much broader. I think people are gaining a lot more um, expertise and understanding on how the nonprofit world works. Um, it's not a stark difference from the for-profit world. It's still a business. You still have a budget. You still have people to pay. You still, still got to run it like a business. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have. One second. So with, you know, a lot of um, now blacks in philanthropy, um, it's been great to see such a vast amount of folks kind of step up and and want to actually go through the process of obtaining a 501c3, which is, you know, a process in and of itself, but it can be smooth as long as you you know, know what you're doing. The IRS has made it a little bit easier for people to start nonprofits in that space. Um, but also getting consults. And if you're not familiar with the world or the terminology, the um, where to start, you know, um, it's always great to get consult and, and, you know, navigate that with someone who's who's got the experience. So just like anything else, you have to do your research. Um but, yeah, I mean, just in, in the latter years, you know, there's so many girls' organizations, and I'm so excited to see that. Um, you know, we're all working in this space to serve girls. And so even with the, the men, the young men, um, it's a few, it's a little bit more spread out. Um, we have our fraternities, our brothers that step up, but sometimes they're doing it, you know, quarterly or annually or biannually. Um but we do have a lot of brothers out there that's really working hard to support the young men. So it's um it's been it's been nice to see it all kind of flourish over the past couple of years. And even other causes, you know, homelessness, um, runaways, um, you know, just other causes that are out there to support trafficking. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I would say for sustainability, you know, mm-hmm. definitely get some consult and do your do your research. Right. Um, because, you know, otherwise you're just, you're doing it and it's a great thing, but you don't have any structure, you know, or, you know, you're not, you know, building up your donor support, which you always need funding for this or that or whatever. Um, and that was, that was actually going to be my next question. Um, how, and since you're talking about how important is sponsorship? Oh, it's absolutely important. So, uh, (laughs) um, You know, it's a different term, but it's still raising capital for the business. Right, so, you right. Know, you can always flip the term and say, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm raising money for my, you know, my new venture. But it's the same thing. So 
uh, funding a nonprofit, you know, goes a couple of ways. So you have uh, grant funding, which I mentioned a bit ago. Uh, it's restricted funding. You usually would get that from, you know, a foundation or the government or maybe a corporate um, support, you know, through their initiative that they may have. Um, but it's doing your research because all grants aren't available to your cause. So there's research there. And if you are able to get a grant, again, like I mentioned, you have to spend that money particularly on the program that you said it would, that okay. you would. Um, right. Sponsorship is a different thing where um, you may get corporate support or individual support, um, other business support. Um, and usually you're obtaining those through some type of event or some type of specific program um, that they want to sponsor. And sponsorships look a little bit different because that's really marketing opportunities, not okay. just for the nonprofit. It's really for the business. People want to be associated that they're giving back in the community. So they want their name on, you know, whatever you're, whatever you're having. So when you think of big events that happen and you see it sponsored by this company or that company, that company company wants the community to know that they are, well, you know, yeah. working with, the, yeah, they're working with the charity or a nonprofit to serve the, their constituents in that community or their customers. So a lot of times customers might have an allegiance to a company because they know that they support, you know, this charity or that charity. So it's really marketing when it comes to sponsorship a lot of times. And a lot, um, of, times, um, a lot of times the organizations also want to look at your marketing Material. They want to see how their brand is going to look on whatever brochure um, you have that you're publishing for your event. That was one of the things that we kind of came across um, with a couple of big companies. They wanted to know, okay, how is my logo going to look brand. Like against your marketing material? Yeah, because exactly. it's, yeah, it's all marketing, branding. Yeah. Um, you know, so it gets a little deep sometimes, you know, it's called, you know, they can partner with you for an event or just a one-time thing. Uh -huh. but, you know, the goal of the nonprofit is to really establish a relationship um, that's long-term so that, you know, you are engaged with not only, you know, the folks that write the checks, right. but also the staff and employees, getting them out to volunteer and support and um, really creating a, a real sustaining relationship. So that um, that corporation will support you on a long term basis, as opposed to just the one time. So there's that, you know, it's foundations that were started by families or corporations that specifically support certain nonprofits. So when you think about like cancer or Alzheimer's or, you know, um, they have foundation support because maybe someone died in that family and they started a foundation and raised money or left money to them for cancer research. So, you know, you have to do your research as a nonprofit to really dig out those um, yeah. those donors. The donors. Folks that are going to support your your mission. Wow. You know, everybody doesn't support everything. Right. Um, and it's the same thing with individuals. You know, someone approached me and say, you know, Toya, I want want you to give to my cancer fundraiser. I would support you, but personally, I haven't been touched by cancer. Thank God. You know, so my donation may be a lot smaller to someone else's who may have been touched by cancer and really mm -hmm. want to support that. So I'll give $5, but they'll give $500. Right. You know, if you talk to me about supporting girls and going to college or giving them, you know, something. It may be a really different amount. 
yeah, it may be 500 for me and $5 from another person because that is what I'm passionate about. So you really have to channel into someone's, um, you know, personal um, giving uh, goals, wow. you know, philanthropy is a big big part of that. So yeah. when it comes Sponsorships, grants, um, individuals giving, corporations, um, the government has segmented funding that they give to, you know, uh, nonprofits as well. It's a little bit of a tedious process, but, you know, usually their awards are really uh, some of the biggest awards, um, aside from some of the larger foundations that give out millions of dollars. But wow. again, you you know, you're at their mercy if you're using their money and they'll come back around and say, well, yeah, we gave it to you for this. Did you use it for that? And if right. so, tell us how you did it. <laughs> right, right. You have to they want to audit you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they will um, if they're giving you a lot of money for, for one thing or another. So, That's um, so interesting. You kind of yeah, really changed yeah. my narrative about um, nonprofits on how to go about them with what you explained on even, you know, the donors, how you, you know, research them. I mean, I never would have thought about that unless I, you know, spoke to somebody like you on my podcast. So I really agree with you when you say you need to consult with somebody who knows the world, like, you know, who knows that nonprofit world and knows how to maneuver through, um, the challenges that you may have starting your own nonprofit, because I mean, and there are um, there are support groups that are available now on Facebook. There's actually um, a group called Blacks and Nonprofit, so oh. it's a networking group of almost twenty thousand people. Wow! So that yeah, so that um, community is probably a lot bigger than we think, or at least there are a lot of people out there that are interested in trying to tap into it. Like wow! Toya said, I think in the last five or ten years. People are now interested. How can I start a nonprofit? Black and nonprofit. Black and mm-hmm. nonprofit. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, and there is people out there asking those questions. How do I? How do I write a grant? How do I yes. get started? How do I get my five hundred one c three? So there is now a support group out there for people like us that want to tap into it. Um, so the resources and the tools are available. You just kind of have to um, do a little research. Look, re- look at that. That's yeah. crazy that, not to say it like this, 20,000 black people out here are trying to start a nonprofit, be involved in a nonprofit, or whatever it may be. I mean, black people are really coming up to where we are really giving back. Like, you know, we... At we, the local level, we're doing really well, but at the national level, we're yet to have, you know, those, those staple right. organizations. Other than the fraternities and sororities like Toya discussed, you know, wow. all of those are 501c3s. Um, but we don't have a, a, a breast cancer. Or like heart. the AIDS, you know. Exactly. Congenital heart disease or anything that's national. Well, it looks um, like Black Lives know. Matter is trying to, you know. That's... I talked about that yesterday with my husband, <laughs> that Black Lives Matter is about the only. And they're, I don't even think they're a 501c3 no, charity. No, I don't charity. think so. They're no. just a political organization yeah. that took off. But when you think of a black organization, something like a 501c3 or charity, that's exactly what yeah. you think of in um, Black Lives Matter. And the last one was maybe, what, the NAACP or something like that? But that's many, many years ago, like, on that level, like you still said. Around, yeah. you, they're they're still around. Maybe not as relevant as in some instances. Or something new. 
like you said, like yeah. that, if there was that new, like that's why I love that whole girls of excellence, men of excellence, you know, and these are black organization, minority organization that has these names and it could really be one of those organizations that's stopping, um, you know, what she was explaining with sex trafficking and helping these girls do all the different trades they want to do in the world and just getting them prepared, you know, to be individuals and independent. That, you know, black, white, whatever color you may be, but, you know, this is a minority woman who has started this organization. The name is wonderful. It can reach across the world. So I'm, I'm praying, hoping these type of organization that black people are starting become those big breast cancer and getting, you know, 200 millions, you know, millions of dollars because it needs to be poured back into our community. I mean, I'm not saying that any other organization is, you know, more important than another one, but we need those fundings too. And we have advocates and people that are out here that are on the pavement and trying to get this thing going. And I love it because I have two girls and, you know, they have friends and I listen to their conversations and they're 14 and 15 and I had a mother at my house the other week looking for her daughter and it's just, they need guidance. These young girls with everything that's going on in this world, they need guidance and the Boys and Girls Club and all these, they're here but they it's hard to get involved you know, and get be a part of that but it's it's good to know this is something that we can relate to and we can easily pick up the phone or Google and see how can we get involved. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's always, um, it's always wonderful to see folks stepping up, you know, um, and really getting more and more involved. And I'm so glad that Facebook group started because, you know, it's great to start something, but I'm telling you, you have to be committed to it. You know, um, you have to really, you know, understand and, and be able to sustain yourself because, you know, people do get turned off because they didn't get the grant or the event didn't make as much money as you thought it would. You better and, preach. You know, then somebody like, like it. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get discouraged. Yes. You know? um, yes. So you definitely can't be doing this work for the money. You know what I mean? It's, it's really geared toward the service aspect of it and what's important in the give back in the community. And, you know, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it's the, when it's your time, you know, you'll be showered with those um financial, you know, uh, blessings, but, you know, it's really not about that. You know, it really is what can you do to serve? And so if someone is getting in this for, for other reasons outside of that, then they won't be successful. So it's just a matter of that commitment and dedication to, to that mission. And, um, that's where I get my rewards when I see those girl faces or they call me or text me or, you know, it's really the little yes. things that keep going, you know, with um, knowing that I impacted them. I had a hand in impacting them, that I recruited the right mentor, that I provided the great resource, that I did something that, you know, that they can hold on to and take with them. So, you know, that's what makes the difference for me, you know, and so, 
we um we're gonna keep pushing. You know, okay. it's it, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. And now we got a sister in the White House. So <laughs> All right. Hello. Okay. How can we get more engaged? You know, she's mm-hmm. gonna do something, but we gotta hold her accountable. You know, um, so it's 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 a lot, but you know what else is new? <laughs> You're right. I I I really so appreciate you ladies being on my podcast today. I mean, this was just like a wonderful conversation. It was totally different than the conversation I had with Men of Excellence. So us women always be on point. That's the wonderful thing about us. Like we we go there and we have the knowledge. I mean, we are like the backbone. Ladies, how could people get in contact with you? So let's start with you, um, Miss Toya, since you're up, give us your, you know, Instagram, Facebook, website, yeah, all that information. Uh, of course. So we're at Girls of Excellence, Inc. That's Girls of Excellence, I-N-C, dot org. Uh, we're on Instagram at girls underscore of underscore excellence underscore Inc. Um, and then we're on Facebook as Girls of Excellence, Inc. So um, we're out there. Um, go to our website. Of course, you can link to our social media from there, but you can sign up and, and learn more about us and get our newsletters and everything that we're doing and get involved. Become a mentor. Become a volunteer. Bring your expertise. We're always looking for great people to come on board and just conversate with our girls. You don't even have to make that long-term commitment. Right. You can start to have a conversation. Just talk about you know, an experience or your career or facilitate a workshop you know so there's so many opportunities to get involved with our organization and i just welcome everyone who wants to really uh support girls in the community definitely i am look you guys have really inspired me i'm i'm going i'm going online to make sure i sign up because that i i promise you like i've i've thought one way about the nonprofit world but miss toya you really taught me some new information and charlene you already know So let's um, give us your information as well. Yes, so the Little by Little Foundation is on Facebook and Instagram at the Little by Little Foundation. You can also um, go to our website, which is thelittlebylittlefund.org. So website, thelittlebylittlefund.org. And our handles on both IG and Facebook are the Little by Little Foundation. Um, We have a lot of um, financial literacy content out there that's geared toward children, so Um, Whether you're a parent or whether you're a child, you're going to learn something new by just going out there and looking at the post. All right. Great. Well, again, I so appreciate you ladies being backstage with at Joy Leah and, you know, just telling me about your organization, the wonderful things about Girls of Excellence, little by little. You ladies are really like taking on the nonprofit world And we here really appreciate that. So, again, everybody, thanks for listening to my podcast. You can always listen to Backstage with Ad Joy Leah on Podbean. You can follow me on Instagram at at Joy Leah. And you can always follow me on Facebook at Joy underscore Leah. And you can email me. I forgot about that. I just got my email together. It's joyleahp at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out to me that way as well. Thank you guys again. And you guys have a wonderful night backstage with Ed Joy Leah.